Welcome to Your Highness Podcast, a show where we get comfortable with the uncomfortable, uncover areas of cannabis where accessibility and inclusiveness are lacking, and elevate conversations about ways to affect real change in this space with a specific focus on folks who identify as women. listening to Your Highness Podcast. Today, I am joined by Courtney Wu of Highlight by Amnesia Media. How are you doing today, Courtney? Not too bad, Diana. Thank you so much for having me here. Really excited to be a part of this. Been a longtime listener. So really, um, I just, I'm glad I get to be here today with you. That's so cool. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> no, no worries. No, worries. no, I mean, again, a big fan. Um, again, you know, I think we'll get into it, but, you know, I've been doing so much of that content work and I always respect the people who are re- leading the content movement, especially in campus. Uh, well, we're going to start this episode as we do every episode with our recurring segment, Fave Pot and Fave Not Pot, where each of us discuss our current cannabis and non-cannabis related item that we're just like really into or, you know, just using right now. I feel like that's a cop out answer, but it's like all the flower. I know. (laughs) Like with these delays in schools shutting down, I'm like, yes, all of it. Rain it on me. Um, Exactly. Exactly. I want to be drowning in flower right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want to just take one of those baths. You just like go in and you come out and you're like, what? Exactly. The ones you see on Instagram, right? You're like, where's this and how do I sign up? Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, my, my bathtub won't even fill all the way. <laughs> yeah, we're all like squatting. It's like sitting there. You're cold. It's like not as glamorous. Yeah. But then you're like, it's okay. If I can just bathe myself in THC right now, I'd love it. Right? Seriously. Yep. And some donkey milk and some stem cells. All right. So oh, yeah. all of it. Everything, right? I live in SF. It's in the heart of Silicon Valley. We hear all sorts. So. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> So I talked about this product um, on an earlier episode, but I was a little bit high before the episode, surprise, surprise, and I didn't really talk about it. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, So I received some samples from a company called The Good Patch, um, and they're like, they have one that's called B12 Awake, and then they have a calm one and a relaxed one, and you just put it um, like on your wrist, you know, in the... The, the venous area. See, I said nice, that wrong nice. last time. <laughs> right? I, mean, you know what? I love that. Like, I, yeah. I think those types of patches, like, I love that everyone's like thinking about like, it's not just like this one moment you need that. Let's be right. real, right? Like you need it throughout the day. Transdermal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm about that transdermal life. So <laughs> anything I can get, you know, talk about the baths, like those THC salt, uh, sea salt, sea salts. Bathball. Oh, I love those. I used to, I mean, you remember the events where you could like make your own bath salts and like, you know, that was kind of like a touch point. And I loved like when, you know, all these like cannabis marketers were out there like talking about like how that integrates and how it gets into your system. So wow. yeah, I remember no, I'm in those. Maryland. Like, pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pre-COVID, I remember those. It was just like, oh my goodness. And then people would talk about how you could like incorporate into like your spa day. And I'm just like, I need a lot of that in my life right now. Right. Yeah. That's, 
that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you have to take that time. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I was interviewing someone who's like, you have to take a 20, 20 minute bath every day at least. And I was like, yeah, okay. But she has four <laughs> kids. So I was like, all right, she has four kids. I only yeah, have I was like, one. how does anyone do that? 20 minute bath every day? Cause yeah. Okay. I don't know about I'm you. I'm more but... like once a month. <laughs> If that, if that, and like, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm one of those folks where I'm like, I got to clean the bath before I get in the bath. And then I want to clean the bath afterwards. So it's like, it's a little bit like, it's a bit of an investment. Yes. 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 And my next, in my next house, I want to have like a soaking tub that I don't have to worry about cleaning all the time, you know, because I've always had the tubs. Like you said, you get in you're like, Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Like everyone's showering and you're like, no, we're not trying to sit in that right now. I don't care how much I want to bathe in flour all day long. I'm also not trying to bathe in that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I need something that I don't need to see it. Like that's why I put everything in it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Anyway. So what's your fave pot right now? Um, so for me right now, it's, and I've always been a fan is actually sweet. So it's not necessarily a product. I mean, okay. I'm also a big fan of, at the moment, um, I've just actually, it's not super exciting, but I brought my bong back out. Um, to me, that's also an investment because I like to keep my glassware clean. And so it's a little bit of like, okay, you know what? It's like bong season. So that's been coming back out. So I've been really loving that again. But, um, what I do always love is actually sweet content on Instagram. So, um, if you guys don't don't know it's sous vide as in sous vide a play on words with sous vide and she she was the first person we spoke to as a content creator she was like my list of like oh my god this is the person I wish we could like talk to and like she knows what's up and essentially she makes the most beautiful food-based cannabis content she's all about infusing cannabis using the sous vide method or fusing oils using the sous vide method and she like inspired me to like think about how you can make edibles at home because like I was living that life where edibles are everything that's outside and she, you know, and you always think of it as like sweet things, right? Like just kind of like mm-hmm. candies and that sort of thing. And like the way that she elevates the cannabis palate and not trying to hide the flavor of cannabis, like all of her recipes actually celebrate what cannabis tastes like. Yeah. So to me, that's always my fave. Nice. I, I want to get into that. Like when I get little care packages from her, I'm like so excited. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, you know, she's like recipe testing and doing things like that. So I always feel like, Oh, I'm just, this it's so fun. So uh, that's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like I'm always like, Hey, Hey, you know what? And again, we know this industry is hard, right? Like, so we got to get our perks where we get them. Yes, absolutely. I've been getting a lot of offers for samples lately, and I'm like, send them all. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're trying to bring in all of it. So if you're listening and you have samples, send them to me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like, look, that's so key. Like, I feel like that's, you know, like, sh- like she to me, like changed the game, right? Like she helped to change like how people perceive it. And like folks like you as well in this podcast, yeah. like just how people talk about it, who's the stoner, all of these things. And I think, yeah. you know, I know those are like commonplace conversations now, but um, again, how long you've been doing this, how long Sue Weed's been doing this, like being these kind of cultural leaders and icons and changing that narrative to make it welcoming to other people is so key. Aww, thank you. I mean, I don't feel like I deserve to be lumped into that, but thank you for that, <laughs> that generous, generous <laughs> association. You say the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but 
but yeah, you know, and you never know because, hey, guess what? The samples that were just sent to me that I just mentioned for the second time on this podcast is also going to turn into a feature in a publication. Ooh. So you never know what can happen if you send me samples. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the point of that. All right. I'm going to get this call to action in here. I'm right? definitely yeah. Gonna yeah, I need to, I need to work more on that. So uh, since I'm old and all of my <laughs> favorite things today seem to be related to uh, making myself and my body feel better, my fave knot pot at the moment is my massage gun. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I got it a couple of months ago, actually. But like, oh, I've been really, really relying on it lately because I've been trying to work out more. So I'm really sore. And it really helps uh, keep me from like, it helps me get up. You know what I mean? It helps me walk around. You know, a it's more. so funny you say that because, like, I've been thinking about getting one of those, and I've always been like, you know, like, is it like something that you're actually using every day, where it's like really kind of getting in there? But I'm also like, you know, I, you know, I'm also old, so I get it. That's <laughs> why so I'm also like, is it is it worth it? I like right. it. Like what? it's worth it. I mean, I didn't go all out and get like a very expensive one. I got one that was like under a hundred dollars because I thought, Hey, it's not that big of an investment if I don't really use it, but I do use it all the time. And there's like 50 attachments and they have ones for like uh, carpal tunnel, which I have, and they have like a shoulder attachment, which is really lovely. So, uh, yeah, I say go for it. <laughs> that is a, that, you know what and you, you're so right because like I feel like kind of weird like why is that the we won't name the name brand one but like it's so expensive but I totally get it it's it's the same thing but you know that's gonna make me definitely consider it more because again recognize that there's alternatives to that again the one we won't name but like right that's oh no one. you should, well I don't know if you know who Nicole Byers is or I do, yeah. yeah, she oh, talks yeah. about that all the time on her podcast and how she actually uses it for masturbation. I don't oh know if she God, does. Or, yeah, oh I don't oh, know, you know if she I really does. Those, actions. those are like, you know, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. I used to be a sex ed teacher, so I get it. Right. But I'm like, that, I mean, kudos to you. Like, amazing. Right. Kudos to her. That's I mean, what I'm it. saying. I was like, yeah. I mean, okay. Because she, <laughs> she got it for her knee because she, like, injured her knee. And then she said she just, like, she can handle it. And uh, all right. But the, to hear her talk about it is hilarious. And every time I talk about mine, I'm like, I think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, hey, hey, that's the thing that makes it memorable, right? It's, like, that thing of where it's, like, here's the, you know, again, is seeing a little bit of your, like, that's why it works. It's, like, when people are talking about things, you're, like, you know what? You just inspired me. Right, exactly. So what's your fave knot pot right now? Um, so my fave knot pot right now is actually a block of clay. <laughs> so, so I think as, a, you know, again, kind of talking about being old, like there's so much work that we do every day that I feel like is kind of, you know, at least in our type of work or my work right now, it's so kind of computer focused. It's so like, you know, heavy on like a lot of other things. And sometimes you want to just like get your hands dirty and like get into stuff and like make stuff that you can see and you can touch and you can feel. And so, um, one of the things that I've been doing, like my, I'm not really into new year's resolutions, but I was like, you know what? I need to invest a little bit more time in things that I want to do that are outside of what we're doing at amnesia. And so I've decided to pick up on ceramics again. And so I've been doing a lot of home building at home and just uh, a lot of clay work recently. Nice. Do you have a kiln? I don't, I, you know, that's the big question. So similar, I'm like, am I going to invest in a kiln at They're home? They're a pain in the ass. 
You, my mother used to have one. Yeah, it's we had one in our house growing up. I I love clay work, but it's not really like my jam. But <laughs> yeah, you know what? It okay, is great. That's, it's that's such legit. Great therapy, my, it's it's messy. It's so messy, right? So again, kind of going back to the bathtub, you got to kind of clean up afterwards and before right. if you don't have like a specific studio space. Did, did your mom have a studio space? No. Not, well, sort of, like through, she was an art teacher. So yeah, like she kind of did, but not really. No, it was in the house and it was a mess. And I think she she got rid of it pretty quickly. Um. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair, and actually, that's good to know because like I haven't actually spoken to anyone who actually has the kiln in the house. Yeah, That's like next steps. And so like, it's good to know that it's it's not, you know, again, to me, there's actually a, a ceramic studio close by to my place. And so you can pay membership to have them fire your stuff. Oh, and nice. I'm like, maybe that's just the... That's worth it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 100%. Oh, I love that. Because I'm actually, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions either, but uh, resolutions, <laughs> saying yeah. the word, I don't even believe in saying the word correctly. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I am, I, I'm going to take up the viola because I need to do something that's outside of the screens as well. And, you know, outside of art and music's always been my passion and I used to play the cello and my cello's taken a beating so I'm by my tiny human not by me uh so <laughs> I like I'm gonna take a minute with that to pick it up again but I'm like why, why don't I go to the viola you know they're, I mean, they're just learning to, oh yeah I mean I imagine getting the cello out is like a big commitment <laughs> like taking yeah. it out I mean maybe not I'm not a cellist so I can't say that for sure um, my my half sister was a cellist so I do remember she was talking about lugging it around all the time so oh yeah I I was like one of those people that just left like I used the school's cello and then I left mine at home because I didn't really want people to know I was in the orchestra in high school I was like too cool for that you know Um, (laughs) I was in choir in high school and it's the same thing you just like don't talk about it too much yeah you're like whatever I'm going my last period be quiet leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) that's what counts I enjoy it yeah it was a great way to not have to take like math in the morning um Anyway, but yeah, so I'm I'm going to also commit to like creating things and that's so cool. I love that. So switching to the topic of today, um, as a longtime content creator, and you set that up beautifully for me, thank you very much. <laughs> and, I can recognize them when I see them. Right. And digital marketer. Um, I bring up the topic of social media a lot on the show especially because the cannabis industry deals with a very unique set of difficulties when it comes to advertising. So can you talk about some of your experiences that led to the creation of Highlights? So essentially, I came from the world of gambling, and gambling is actually really similar to the cannabis industry in many ways. I'm really glad that now I get to be in the cannabis industry because now I get to kind of take my experiences from the gambling space and incorporate public health in that as well. But essentially, both of those things, public health and my experience in gambling, are really similar and kind of support the work that we do with Highlight by Amnesia in the cannabis industry, which is, you know, we've built this platform now that actually enables content creators to submit their content, whether that's images, um, whether that's video, whether that's copy to see if it's compliant with regulations, but actually really importantly, the challenge that you highlighted to or alluded to, which is the Instagram, um, you know, the Instagram ecosystem and what that means for the cannabis space. And so from my experience um, and what that means, essentially a lot of cannabis brands are shadow banned. They're not necessarily having the same type of ability to distribute their content. Um, the, the kind of guidelines around it are so amorphous. Um, and, you know, this is something 
something that, again, I saw in the gambling industry as well. Right. When you see a highly fragmented, um, regulated environment, there's just so many difficulties when it comes to marketing. Um, we were building brands um, through endorsement strategy when I was in the gambling industry, and that was all about creating content. Right. How do you build a brand in a market that has all these various regulations? Well, content marketing and building that branding around that individual and that content creator is really important for actually tapping into communities that are already um, interested in what you have and interested in being a part of the community as well. And I think that's something that content creators really are not getting enough credit for being these community leaders. And so again, seeing what we saw in the gambling industry, we translated that to the cannabis space where um, our work with influencers and brands essentially opened up our eyes to the fact that there are even more shutdowns and shadow bans happening in social media. So we essentially built technology um, with our platform highlight that can help brands be smarter marketers when it comes to compliance in this fragmented market. And hence, Highlight was born. That is really interesting. And I think it's really important that you talked about how, like, basically, all of these things intersect. People don't realize public health, gambling, cannabis, it all intersects. We all have, they all have gray areas, right? I mean, you have to operate because things are constantly changing. There's so many moving parts. And like to keep up with that is not only exhausting, but it's very expensive if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> right? No, I mean, that's so true. Like, so as we know, right, content's an investment, right? So if you think about what it actually takes to get content, you know, it actually requires people to like, think of a brief, get the brief, get the, bring the content creator on board, pay the content creator, you know, making sure that the content is there. And then there's also this added, like, requirement in our space around compliance, not only from like a state perspective, but also from, again, that social media perspective. And when in our space, in our industry, this is one of the only ways to kind of reach your community. It's really important to make, stay safe on Instagram. Right. And so uh, again, like it's, and you can't deal like our whole ethos is that compliance cannot be something you apply to content at the very end. Right. You want to be checking compliant your content ver from the very beginning, because if you've already invested all of that work, all that time, all of those resources in developing that content, and then just to find out at the end, it's not compliant, or then to, you know, at worst, publish it, and it gets taken down by either the regulators or by Instagram, you've lost that huge investment around content and, and those relationships that you've been building in your community through content. Right. There's so much that goes into it before it even becomes a piece of content. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you already touched on it a little bit, but can you expand on how this industry, this industry, I'm, I'm going to expand it to plant medicine because you know, psychedelics are making uh, a rise in the media and, and, and in the marketing spaces, right? So, yeah. so how can this plant medicine industry benefit from influencer marketing, like more so than other industries? So I appreciate that. And I think it's, you know, not just influencer marketing, it's also content marketing, right? And nowadays, content and content marketing. Are kind of, Sorry, I didn't right? mean to cut no, you no, off. Totally, that has been my, of my like, bane of my existence trying to explain that for like over a decade <laughs> now. And I'm just so glad no. that it's finally like, you know, being discussed more regularly now, like people are starting to understand it a little bit. 
but I'm sorry, I did not mean to derail you. Continue. <laughs> no, no, no. And you're absolutely right, right? And you actually are tapping on something too, right? Which is like so many people like malign like influencer marketing. Like, oh, influencer marketing, it's this thing. But it's, you know, influencer marketing or content marketing, they're, you know, Venn diagram, right? Yep. They're not always the same, but, you know, some influencers are, you know, they're creating content, but some really focus more on that content development, you know, whether or not they're like creative directors who are sharing their content online. Again, actually going to Suweed, she's a, she's a creative director, right? But she also, as her passion project does Suweed and, you know, these influencers and content creators are not all monoliths, right? Like they are all different, but kind of tapping into why both of these things are really important is, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple things, you know, from a general trend perspective, you know, in the larger world, not just within our industry, content creators are no longer, you know, one channel, right? It used to be that you'd have a production company, they would make the media, and then they would distribute the media through like paid media channels, you know, so we're kind of talking about right. your old school days of like, you know, production t- yeah. company who's making something and then it gets distributed through television. Yeah. And advertising then only has that kind of one way communication. There's no community development around there. But nowadays, regardless if you're in cannabis or not, content doesn't work that way anymore, right? It's democratized. Everyone is a content creator. Everyone is a content publisher. There is no discrete channel where that happens. And again, hence, even just the need for what we do is because before you already had a system where there were these stop gaps in place for compliance, but that no longer exists in our modern world around content and influencers. And the reality is that, again, to me, the reason the cannabis industry in its own right can benefit is that number one, um, you can really have that direct relationship relationship with your consumer, right? You're really talking about building community. And when we think about marketing, right, we know that there's uh, multiple things. There's acquisition, there's retention, and then there's reactivation. You can acquire new customers through building community with influencer marketing, right? So whether or not you're building brand associations with another influencer's brand, whether or not you are actually working with them to actually get something that's meaningful to their community in front of their community. So to me, content is what drives traffic. And and again, influencers is what drives community. And these two things are so crucial to building meaningful customer acquisition for the cannabis industry specifically. So if we're talking about the benefit for marketing, it's, you know, brand awareness, brand association, customer acquisition, community building for retention and reactivation. Um, There's so many things. And then again, you also are able to tap into communities that are already bought in right? They're ready. They like this, you know, influencers and content creators who care about their community, which is who I think everyone should work with. The ones that really care about their community want to only promote products that are actually authentic to their community. Absolutely. And with everybody like product placement, that's another thing. I'm so glad that you brought up how influencer marketing and content marketing, um, Venn diagram, because first of all, I love a Venn diagram. <laughs> but secondly, it's so true because like it goes so much more beyond like somebody who has a, a really high number of followers taking cute pictures, right? It's it's a it's a loyalty based, like built in community, like you said, and it's about having your your image and profile stand for something more than numbers, like you know, it's, it's, it goes so much deeper. It's about establishing relationships and managing them long-term. It's like, exactly. you can, if, and also if these companies gave the content creators 
the resources to do so. I've had so many projects just like, just it's just go into the ether and never happen because of lack of resources. And it could really benefit some of these brands to, you know, change that. <laughs> We we definitely, exactly. Especially again, like you said, in our industry where so many things may not, may have false starts because there's a lack of resources following that, right? So many false starts. You know, even again, we keep talking about, (laughs) it's it's such a heavy investment, right? Yeah. That includes like the content creator, right? If they, let's say, are setting up a whole shoot for a brand and they're helping to get content that's going to be distributed on the website and let's say, you know, um, syndicated to other publications, you know, other things like that, again, maximizing that value of the content beyond the influencer, the content, the influencer or the content creator, you know, again, sometimes one in the same, they are setting everything up, you know, they're styling things, they're, they're applying their magic to, which is why you're working with them and collaborating with them in the first place. And so, you know, it's, it's such a heavy investment of time, right? And so you want to support them as much as possible as well, so that you can get that content that you want, that Again, there's data that shows UGC content or user-generated content where it reflects the community actually performs better in general when it comes from marketing conversion rates. Wow. And so can you explain a little bit about how the the platform works? Yeah, happy to. So um, our platform essentially is a platform where you, um, there's two kind of main features, right? So what we do is we actually use, um, so Highlight uses artificial intelligence to actually generate in-depth content compliance reports. And so um, with the support of our regulated industry experts, um, we use machine learning technology and we provide clients with on-demand compliance support. So what that means is you can customize your reports, you can upload content into our space and our AI will instantly look at it and tell you whether or not it's at risk for various jurisdictions, whether that's a state level. So are you at risk with advertising um, regulations in California, Colorado, or Nevada? And then also, um, you know, we, uh, through our time, you know, and being close to um, our, our work with agent as an agency, we, um, I, I'm happy to report we have 100% compliance and zero Instagram account shutdowns at scale working with um, cannabis and non-cannabis influencers on behalf of many brands. And we've also taken that proprietary learning around what it means to stay safe on Instagram and uploaded that into, and that's in our AI as well. So um, it's looking at both you know, state compliance regulations as well as um, platform compliance. That's really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And how do influencers get involved? Um, influencers, they are welcome to to join us uh, and again reach out to us. We do have a program that's specifically for content creators on an individual level, um, because again, going back to recognizing that the content creators, especially in our industry, are the ones really leading the charge. And, you know, we all talk about this new wave customer, but again. You know, as much as it's a $61 billion industry, it's still not mainstream, right? So many people are intimidated by, um, you know, the idea of, uh, of cannabis. They're intimidated. They may even be intimidated about, like, what it means to walk into a store for the first time, right? Into a yep. dispensary for the first time. You know, when you think about a bar, you know, in the bar world, like, your first time you walk into a bar, you've seen it in movies. You probably, you've heard about alcohol. You know all the things. You probably have heard it in your family. Let's be honest. You've probably already had your first drink before then. And so all of these things are there. Some cannabis consumers are novel 100% or even existing cannabis consumers 
just don't know what that experience looks like. And again, influencers are able to normalize that. And so we do want to support the influencers and the content creators who are leading that charge to essentially help promote plant wellness to the community um, to, and to, our, um, to just everyone if they can. Awesome. I love yeah. that. So before we go, um, how can the cannabis industry pr- promote what you're doing and how can they support you best? Yeah. So if they would love to sign up for our free Instagram health check, um, that's something that they can do at www.amnesiamedia.io. Um, all of that's spelled um, at t- prototypically, um, but essentially, yeah, feel free to sign up for our Instagram health check and find out if your Instagram account is at risk for shadow ban shutdowns and what have you in the cannabis industry today. That's really awesome. Um, and do you have anything else that you would like to promote or any calls to action? Um, again, just really happy that uh, to be here, and thank you so much, Diana. No, I don't, but again, just really happy to <laughs> That's have a pretty big um, one. <laughs> try and, and we actually we want to keep the content creators and all the brands safe so that we can continue to promote cannabis at large. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today and for being such an awesome resource. Until next time, stay high and beautiful. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Your Highness Podcast or on Twitter at Highness Podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and subscribe.